0: At long last, Alabama has its offensive coordinator. What do you think about it? Locked on Bama,
1: your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Well, our national nightmare, or at least 50% of it, is over. We actually found someone willing to sit in the office of the (laughs) Alabama Offensive Coordinator office space.
0: Yeah. Tommy Reese, Alabama, once again, steals something from Notre Dame. Um, (laughs) You know... (laughs) Notre Dame's got to hate Nick Saban by this point. I mean, they beat him in the national championship game in 2012, beat him in the playoffs in 2020, uh, steals Keon Keeley, and now that he gets Tommy Reese. And, you know, it's, it's being met, met with mixed reaction, I'd say. But, you know, frankly, I'm, I kind of dig it. I mean, you got to, first of all, everybody's got to get younger right now. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you're getting younger, and Tommy Reese seems like a guy. Um, who can recruit. I, I, I will defer to you on this. I, I know more about Tommy Reese, the player, than I know about him, the offensive coordinator. Yep. That's how young he is. Yep. So um, I'm, I'm really okay with it because Nick Saban is our elder statesman, and um, he also seems to be a little acerbic and combative, meaning Reese. And I'm okay with acerbic and combative. I mean, I, I, I frankly – Bill O'Brien struck me as a guy who was like, hey, let's run Liberty 62ZX and, you know, let's hope it goes well. Y'all go out there and try really hard. And if it doesn't, it's like, oh, well, it, we, it worked in practice. I want a guy who says, do your job. Oh, and then he has to, you have to bleep six words. Well, I mean,
1: I, I like what you said there, and I agree that that's a good description of Tommy Reese. Uh, he is acerbic. He, he is tough on his quarterbacks. He will. Cut, uh, Bill O'Brien will too. By the way, I, I, as a matter of fact, the funny thing is, in terms of reality, uh, I think if you put Tommy Reese and Bill O'Brien in the same room, you got a good chance of of, of, of you're watching a scene from Goodfellas. They can, uh, they can, they can curse each other out with the best of them. Both of them can. But uh, Tommy Reese is uh, very tough on his quarterbacks. That's a fact. Some people may like that. Some may not. Uh, It's funny to me that Tommy Reese is young. You know, obviously he's very young, but he's old school in that way. He's tough on his guys. Uh, He is not a lot of, uh, you know, uh, what, what does Nick call it, positive gratification for the players. I mean, Tommy Reese is more likely to like, You do your job or you are running a 1,000 stadium steps. I mean, you know, uh, with with a bunch of uh, R-rated words thrown in. I mean, he's just real tough on his quarterbacks. He's tough on the offense. But here's the about it. Our offense needs to be tougher. And he's tough on his guys because he's trying to toughen up his quarterbacks and the whole offense. And that's something I think Alabama needs. Not necessarily a return to 2008 not a return to 2009, not, I mean, Alabama needs to retain what it's been doing really well. Explosive plays from the outside, scoring a lot of points, being very versatile on offense, but Tommy Reese is a, is a tough guy. Uh, He he wants the offense to be tougher. I I think all that run the ball, the Alabama fans, the run the damn ball crowd, they're going to be really happy about this. So they should be Tommy for a quarterback. He wants to run the ball, and he wants to be physical on offense. And I think that's a welcome addition. I think that's exactly what we need. I think that's what Nick Saban was looking for. Uh, It's just strange to me, Luke, and and Tommy Reese, because I can talk about this forever. You know, what's interesting to me, Luke, is his age. You know, look who we've hired, Bill O'Brien, a a 50-year-old – NFL head coach.
0: Wait, behold! stop. Let me stop you. Mm. Bill O'Brien's only 50? I'm 50. Bill O'Brien.
1: I think me and Bill O'Brien are the same age. I think he's 52.
0: Okay, I've got a baby face. I'm kind of (laughs) young. Bill O'Brien's only 50. That's the most breaking news anybody's given me so far. He has a stressful job. He has a stressful job. Sorry, I'll tell you how old I am. I'm drinking coffee at 4.42 in the afternoon. My –
1: I was going to say production assistant. She's more like the president here. Uh, informs me that Bill O'Brien is fifty three. So, Holy
0: yeah, goodness. Yeah, okay. I know he's
1: right around my age. But, but no, my point is, Bill O'Brien's an older NFL head coach. Sark. He had been a head coach in two places. Lane had been the head coach in the NFL and at Tennessee and at USC. We have hired experienced head coaches to be our offensive coordinator several in a row or, 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 and, and now we've gone and hired, I mean, Tommy Reese is 30. He turned, I already looked it up this morning because I knew this was coming. Tommy Reese was 31. Tommy Reese turns 31 in May. He's that young. He was hired by Brian Kelly, who I have a ton of respect for Brian Kelly made Tommy Reese, a 27 year old offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. That's, that's remarkable. I mean, he's he's there's some doogie hauser here. I mean, in terms of like how crazy young he is to have the responsibility he's had, and uh the best thing I can say in terms of pitching this to Alabama fans, in terms of because most most Alabama fans aren't gonna be very familiar with Tommy Reese. But what I can pitch you on is this for Brian Kelly. Maybe there's Alabama fans who don't. Maybe there's Alabama fans who who don't like Brian Kelly or whatever. I have a lot of respect for him. He's won a ton of college football games, beat Alabama this year. I think Brian Kelly's a smart, good coach. He gave Tommy Reese his first job. He gave Tommy Reese his first big job. He made Tommy Reese a 27-year-old offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And then when Brian Kelly got the LSU job, he tried to bring Tommy Reese with him to Baton Rouge. So Brian Kelly is a 1,000% aboard the Tommy Reese train. And I, I put a lot of, of weight on that myself. I, I think that's impressive because I have a lot of respect for Brian Kelly. If you don't, then you don't care about that. But if you think Brian Kelly's a smart guy and he knows what he's doing and he's a competent guy, then you probably like this hire. Because I also have no doubt Nick Saban tossed to Brian Kelly. I think there's a very good chance. Nick Saban talked to Brian Kelly before. He-
0: All right, let's, if you don't like the hire, okay, and you don't like Brian Kelly, think about this for a second. Brian Kelly and LSU with a lesser team beat Alabama this year with a lesser team and and Bill O'Brien and Brian Kelly wanted Tommy Reese on his team. So that tells me by some kind of weird transitive property that I can't really do the formula part that Brian Kelly does like Tommy Reese. And I think he'd be better than Bill O'Brien. That's, that's my take on it. Here's the other thing that made no sense in my head. When I was thinking about that, it somewhere between here and my mouth, it got lost in translation. Brian Kelly beat Bill O'Brien without tommy reese
1: and he was trying to have tommy that's true
0: that's okay that's where i was trying to get um anyway let me i had another salient point about this number one um i do like the fact that he's only 31 i like that a lot because i think now more than ever it is it is becoming harder and harder for older generations to connect with younger generations do you understand like Let's be very clear about this. Younger generations don't respect older generations anymore. And maybe rightfully so. Maybe. Because, you know, when when uh, I was growing up or when my parents were growing up, I respected the older generations. That, you know, m- I was dealing with a lot of the greatest generation. Now you're not dealing with the greatest generation. Outside of Nick Saban, everybody else kind of sucks. So... <laughs> So, um, you know, it's good to have younger coordinators that can relate and Snapchat and Google and do all these things that these younger kids are doing that you and I can't do. We've been doing a podcast for four years now, and the closest thing you've come to a a technological breakthrough is getting Bryant-Denny behind you, but it makes you look like a ghost. So. That's the most technological breakthrough you've had. So I want to have younger coordinators. And here's the other thing. The, the other good news from today, Tommy Reese was really good. That, uh, But the other good news from today is we didn't hire Todd Grantham. I, th- I think that's not being celebrated enough. I was scared to death we were going to hire Todd Grantham. I was scared to death of it. I, I, I want it to be Jeremy Pruitt. I'm going to throw the caution into the wind guy right now. Hugh Freeze is at Auburn. Bruce Pearl is at Auburn. Um, what's his name's at Texas A&M? Well, Jimbo Fisher's at Texas A&M, and also uh, the former Arkansas coach who, Trino. Bobby Patrino, he's at Texas A&M. Will Wade's, I think he's coaching somewhere, doing something. So I don't think so. You know, I I, I I don't know if it's a high school or what. Regardless, he's doing something. So my point is, why can't we hire Jeremy Pruitt? But that's beside the point. We didn't hire Todd Grantham. That should also be celebrated. You disagree? Yeah, it's
1: not going to be Todd Grantham as defensive coordinator, but I know there's a lot of talk about that. And be honest, hey, let's be honest, because I don't think you know nobody's listening. There there were a, there were, was a day or two I was 100% convinced it was going to be Todd Grantham as our defensive coordinator, and I can't say why, but, I mean, I, I, there was one or two days where I'm like, oh, wow, we're going to hire Todd Grantham. But that just goes to show how – Sources aren't always 100% correct, and 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 things change.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I want to uh, stop and tell everybody about FanDuel really quickly. Then we're going to have one more quick segment. This is just an instant reaction video, so um, it's not going to be an entire podcast. But I do need to tell you about FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. That's locked on. Uh, with FanDuel because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I'm telling you, that is a deal like no other. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Not screwing around like waiting a few days. Instantly. That's unbelievable. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So, a um, couple of other things I want to talk about. First of all, LeBaron Philon did commit to Auburn as we predicted. <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't super hard to predict that. I mean, everybody could see that coming. But, um, and that's, I wanted him. I'm not going to pretend I didn't want LeBaron Philon on this team. I wanted him in or in this class for 2024. I did want him. I want that to be clear. But I do have reason to believe he wasn't as big a priority as some other guys on our, on our board, which is also fair to say that he was a priority, maybe just not as high as some of the others. I personally wanted him. I've seen him play. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. Maybe there's some reasons we weren't as high, maybe. But um, I, I do believe that, and I think Auburn got a good one. I think he's a really, really good player. And as a guy who works uh, and calls some games for the HSA – uh, it's unfortunate to me. But the good news is Nate Oates is locked down for quite some time now and got a huge contract extension with huge buyouts. Uh, Nate Oates apparently wants to be here uh, at the University of Alabama, which is awesome. We've got to we've got to love on this guy some more. Uh, look, Nick Saban's not the kind of guy that needs our love. You know, Nick Saban's the kind of guy that needs um, our uh, our attention in the sense that he wants people to listen when he talks. That's really all he wants. I mean, he probably wants some admiration and some pats on the back or whatever. But for the most part, that's what it seems. I think Nate Oates is kind of out there. When I hear him talk, I, in his voice, it's, it's certainly tacit, but it is sort of, hey, I need y'all, I need y'all. I need y'all to show up more. I need y'all to be there more. And as um, somebody on Twitter, I'm trying to remember, I want to give him credit. I can't remember who it was, but he had a great, Post And it was the video of uh, Brandon Miller with that tomahawk dunk the other night against Vandy. He said, man, that even got the people in the white seats to stand up, meaning the white seats that are on the on the front row that I always talk about. They usually sit there no matter the situation with their legs crossed and they give a golf clap, no matter if it's a half court shot to win it or if it's a block shot uh, to, to win it, whatever it is, it just seems like they don't stand up enough. And that made them stand up. And I think that's what Nate Oates is saying. But uh, regardless, we lock Nate Oates down, and I think that's wonderful. Please tell me you agree.
1: Oh, of course. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, Nate is, I think, one of the best up-and-coming coaches in college basketball. I think uh, he's the fourth highest-paid coach in the SEC, fourth or fifth. The guys ahead of him that are making more money have all been to Final Fours, every one of them. And it's fair that Nate shouldn't be paid Final Four money until he's made it to the Final Four, right? I mean – Bruce Pearl, he's, he's been there. Calipari, he's there. Uh, it's understandable that Nate would be fourth based on accomplishment and based on on the fact that he's up and coming. He loves it here. He's made that completely clear numerous times. Building the arena is something that's important and it's a priority. Uh, the, the, the construction costs are up to a quarter of a billion dollars. Nate is understandable. Under He, he understands that We want to build the arena. The arena is coming, but we have other things to take care of first, including locking up Nate, including properly funding the new NIL plan, because I don't care if you have a new – hey, if all it takes is a new arena, then Ole Miss would be where Alabama is. But they're not. They're not. You know, they have a new arena. How's that working out for them? Now, what you need is a great coach and a properly funded NIL entity that's uh, helping the situation – and Alabama has got those things. The arena is going to come, but at, at, at an opportune time. So, but, but, hey, I, I couldn't be happier with the direction of basketball and with Nate Oates. What a great here, – here's who doesn't get enough credit, Greg Byrne, for finding and hiring and keeping Nate Oates. Gre- Greg Byrne is who should get more credit than, than he does.
0: And we will wrap it up. I just want to say one thing that it really is has nothing to do with anything – but uh, I was at the Lifetime at Vestavia today, and uh, they were playing basketball this afternoon, so I played with them. I I don't like to a lot of times because I'm the old man in the club, but uh, today Jason Reese, former Alabama legend Jason Reese, was on my team, and uh, so I played with him, and well, I, I was on the court at the same time he was. He did a lot of playing. I did a lot of hi Jason that was a great play by you um but I like Jason Reese because I still remember when he had that monster dunk on Auburn and like it like he sort of I don't can we say teabagged I don't know that we can't but he Mm -hmm. sort of
1: you can't now it's too late
0: it's too late now I don't know if I need to beep it bleep it but he he sort of swung on the rim it was an unbelievable dunk and it was just uh, a lot of fun so it's always cool to see uh and and he seems to really be liking obviously the direction of his Alabama squad. And he's and so it's it's just cool. I'm I'm not trying to name drop or anything. I just like remembering good positive Alabama stuff. And that dunk he had on Auburn was an unbelievable moment. And um, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, that's gonna do it for this instant reaction video. Man, they were like 80 people watching live. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Uh, and please subscribe to the channel. Please go check out fanduel.com/slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And Jimmy and I will be back Sunday. We'll be talking a lot of other stuff. Probably be talking um, some Alabama LSU. uh, And we'll be talking what's coming up for Alabama basketball. and Names
1: Uh, names. with uh, Grantham moving on. uh, Hopefully we'll have some names as far as defensive coordinator goes on Sunday. Uh, I would just urge this. I'm not going to give any names. But I I think people ought to focus on who has worked for Nick Saban in the past. Yeah. and uh, who has extensive experience running Nick Saban's defense, sort of focus on those names to kind of give you an idea of where this could be headed.
0: All right. I mean, I'm I'm sweating like I just told a lie in court. I don't know what's wrong with me.
1: But anyway. Sweat like, like Nixon. All
0: right. All right, buddy. We will uh, talk soon. You're headed to the Iron Bowl of gymnastics. Good luck to the Crimson Tide tonight. And until next time, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.